Hello and welcome to the VGU.TV Weekend News Podcast. The utter shambles of basically the podcast that I host. I'm your host, Alan Muir. And joining me is Green Webb. Hi, I'm ready for a special early episode where I'm still kind of sleepy. Yeah, we are recording this at about nearly nine hours, eight, nine to ten hours earlier than we normally would. <laughs> and a day early. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, this is going to be a, this is going to go up most likely on sat- Saturday. So, woohoo, you get, we get early episode. <laughs> So, before we get to the news, let's go through the upcoming releases for the week of July 24th, 2020. So, first off, we have Rock of Ages 3, Make and, make and Break, for Windows, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. Next one is Carrion. Hey, I don't know how I feel about that game. That game, it's it's a it's interesting. It's very pretty looking. My only suggestion is play it with the volume down because my god, there's a lot of terrible screams in it to the point of like you could really uh, get away with murder with that background noise. Yeah, I remember when I was playing uh, Developer Land Expo. Like I would, just the the footage from that. I'm sure, like it it has an there there is an audience that wants the game. I did, but I just I don't want the game because it's giving me horror flashbacks to when I first saw the thing. Yeah, it's very it's very much like that kind of thing. So it, what's weird about it is that it's actually like a Metroidvania type puzzle game. And I wasn't expecting that when I played the demo. Like, it just, you you find yourself growing and then going back to other puzzles that you couldn't do before. So it's not all just this murder simulator, but between the puzzles, there's a lot of, uh, of just up gory horror. It's a, it's a weird little combination that you don't expect. Hopefully... It gets good reviews. So, yeah. So that'll be out for Windows, Switch, and Xbox One. Next up is Crisis Remastered for the Switch. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that game... I hope that game looks good on Switch. Is that the one that got delayed? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was. I think it was actually not. I think it was the one I got. It got pushed back, but very briefly pushed back. But now it's only on switch. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, they. uh... Yeah, I I don't know. I, I too, am also tired, even though I woke up three <laughs> hours ago. 
So we're bringing you some of the news <laughs> and some, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, just did some research. The remaster is hitting the big three. So the switch port is coming or the switch version is coming early. And the okay. PS4 and Xbox one versions got delayed. Okay. So the new switch people get it early. A sneak peek. Hopefully it runs well. And lastly, Tannenberg for Xbox One and PS4. What is that one? Uh, I, I've, I've seen stuff about it on uh, Steam. Oh, it's a World War One game. Yeah. It's like Verdun. Yeah, it's a standalone expansion to Verdun. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and it's been Steam Early Access since 2017. Jeez. And now it's finally here. It looks cool. Also, um, forgot to mention that Carrion is coming to Game Pass right at launch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is badass. So, with with all those games and that, that that wraps it up for the upcoming releases. So, you know, you, you know, this means Graydon. It's time for the news. Yeah. <laughs> I get more manic every time I do it. You do. You're just, you're turning into a monster. Okay. So Graydon. All right. I shall take it away with our first story of the week. And that is that Ubisoft has reboot. Uh, is it would it be rebooted or reboot? Rebooted Skull and Bones to a live service game. So uh, reports have have arisen after the Ubisoft forward this past week, and a lack of the pirate game Skull and Bones. There have been some sources that have said. Um, Last year, they decided to completely overhaul Skull and Bones, and because it was, quote, struggling to find its own position amid Ubisoft's portfolio, and Ubisoft Singapore took control of it, they have turned it into a live game model with, quote, a persistent game world where quests and characters will evolve over time based on the collective actions of players. Now this uh, this kind of worries me because I really wanted this game to stand out from like Sea of Thieves and I've yet to play Sea of Thieves but from what I know of it isn't it very similar to that kind of model that it's just an open world online game and like and things change over time. I, I haven't played Sea of Thieves. Oh. But from everything I've seen, it doesn't sound like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Then like, maybe I'm way wrong. The game has a distinct uh, art style. And while there there is multiplayer... It's more of a like relax and play with your friends type game. 
Okay, so there's not like a big story to it? Uh, not really. Alright. Well so, then... Also, the, the one thing I just keep watching over and over when it comes to Skull and Bones, uh, I think it was E3 2018. Uh, the giant bomb talks over a Ubisoft conference. Mm-hmm. And Dan Reichert just said, like, he, they, there was a whole, like, thing where he's like, so pirates just stole stuff. And they, <laughs> and everyone, everyone it just, like, lost it because, like, how could he not know this? <laughs> and, and Vinny was just like, I just want, wish you were in the crowd and you just ask that question or ask these <laughs> questions. He has no clue what pirates do. Yeah. And <laughs> when this news broke out, broke in the uh, Giant Bomb group, someone broke, brought the same thing. Like, they made the reference. <laughs> yeah. So. Quote will never die. Uh, some more Ubisoft news. Uh, yeah. So then. The probably the largest Ubisoft news, the earth shattering news, is uh, as we know, quite a few people and the higher ups have been uh, the ousted, if you will, from Ubisoft, um, including let's go, Sergey Hascoat, Cecile Coronet, and the head of Ubisoft Canada, Yanis Malat. Sure. All French names. And, uh, Montreal. Yes. And uh, now Christophe, Christophe Duren has taken over the duties of Ubisoft Montreal. That's and, awesome. Yes. And what was exciting to me was uh, if, I mean, I didn't look this up and it may be wrong, but the uh, the manager of... Every other studio in Canada is named Christine. And I'm guessing that's a girl. <laughs> I would like to fact check that. But if if that is actually a girl running the, the, the shots at Ubisoft, that's pretty rad. Um, but yeah, so it's it seems that we've got a new director there. Ubisoft Montreal is a, a big portion of Ubisoft, right? That's one of the more major ones. Yeah. And uh and so that's that's pretty good that there's some shifts going on. Uh the CEO and co founder Eve Guillemo, who we love. Um uh, it is a woman. Awesome. See that's that is great. There's some progress. Um but yeah, so Eve said at the beginning of all of this going on and alongside their statement before the Ubisoft Forward that they were really going to be uh, addressing this hardcore and changing a lot of things. And this is really a, quite a big change for them to get rid of people, especially with the fact that like they work on games constantly and their ability to just shift people around is is showing that they don't really that they don't care how much progress can affect things going on they want to make those changes that need to happen and I'm proud of them and that's that's really cool so hopefully Christoph Duren uh 
gets things in a good direction and things change. Yeah, I'm looking at the story now, and his prior his first first priority is to include is to like do what like implement the measures you stuff talked about, including anti harassment training and more focus on diversity and hiring. Awesome. So, hopefully, less white men with beards. Yeah, because we suck. <laughs> uh, then we have one more Ubisoft story this week. A uh, smaller one, but interesting nonetheless. So Watch Dogs is a series known for um, having a lot... Like, you can you can see every every person in the game and every backstory, and we've had Easter eggs and people in it before throughout the season throughout the series um but we have learned that Watch Dogs Legion the upcoming game coming out in October um is going to allow you to play a descent of Jacob Fry one of the stars of Assassin's Creed Syndicate which took place in London uh he is now a professional hitman in post-Brexit London and you can play as him now i don't know if that means they've been they've been promoting that you can play as anyone so i'm thinking that he's just a basic npc and not necessarily like uh a huge tie-in to the story so i don't think we're gonna start seeing a lot of like assassin's creed and watchdogs crossover stuff because of this but it's a little detail that, um that I don't know, it just shows that like everything kind of takes place in the same universe, and I think that it's awesome as a as a massive fan of both series, this is really cool to me. And I honestly was getting at the reveal a lot of vibes of Syndicate from the uh the hand combat. It's like they were bringing back that kind of uh melee fighting style. And so I wouldn't be surprised if uh if he kind of takes that from Jacob, which was my, my play style of choice in syndicate. What was that? Uh, she, Oh, Oh my goodness. It's a girl. (laughs) Guess Guess who didn't read the entire thing? Oh, everything that I said stands true with she, and she's a kick-ass woman hitman. Well, why did they, if I, why would they say hitman and not hit woman? Is hit woman not a thing? I I'm not sure. See, hitman threw me off this whole entire time. It is a woman named Sandra Cassidy. Brilliant. I, I, I do also <laughs> like the. Uh like shared universe sort of between Assassin's Creed and Watchdogs. Yeah, I like that. Like I, I, I remember uh Josh Mobley when uh Watchdogs one came out, that Upstargo like their air like that that place was like the bowling was in Watchdogs one. Yes. And even though I've, I I hate Watchdogs one, 
<laughs> I kind of want. I'm. I'm. I'm considering pre-ordering uh, Watch Dogs Legion. I mean, I've. I kind of still have to play uh, Watch Dogs Two more. Watch Dogs Two is awesome. Like like we were talking about in the reveal, like they feel. Excuse me. They feel like completely different games, but they they both are are so unique. I feel. And so you should definitely play too. I don't know if it'll have any kind of tie-in. Eh, in a way, it kind of does. Like already, it does to the story. But but I think that everyone should just play too, just because it's great. Yeah, like it's up there with. Um, it's up there. It's it's. It reminds me how it reminded me how Ubisoft sort of like. It's it's they have a similar thing with Nintendo. Where like their original IPs sort of have to like has to get to a certain step before they get the like they get everything right. Yeah. Where like with Nintendo it was the third game they'd get everything right. <laughs> like with Ubisoft, Watch Dogs One was ill received. The the Division One ill received. Assassin's Creed one, divisive. But then the, <laughs> second, the, the sequels to those games got a lot of praise, and yeah. for good reason. They learn from their mistakes, which is why I love them so so much. That and they actually want to kill what Assassin's Creed one from one to two. They did an actual, they skipped a year in between. Truth. And they've started doing that more, which is showing in their work that it's it's worth it to take time on something. Looking at you, Activision. We'll get, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, so next up, uh, Sony ramping up production of PS5s. Yes. So this was uh, incredible to me, and I think a lot of people it took uh, by surprise. So the PS5, Sony has announced, is ramping up their production before even putting this thing in, into, like... The channel? Per- yeah. <laughs> before we even know that we really totally want it. They're telling us that they're going to make between nine and ten million units uh by the end of this year. And back in March they said that they were expecting to make about six million of them. Uh to be fair, this is in production. This doesn't mean actually sales. Um it's just like stuff they have in the wire in the warehouse. Make sure that they have enough for to like to meet demand. Yes. And and I kind of get that because when PS4 came out, you couldn't find that thing anywhere in the beginning. It was that was selling out like crazy. And when you sell out your console, it looks good, but you want to get consoles in the hands of as many people as as possible. My personal issue is I never really trust a launch console just cuz they they tend to not be the best. 
and the even just like the second wave of consoles can deliver on on fixing things and uh i think i think my ps4 was like a second wave and it still works whereas a lot of launch ones that i know were like failed on people so i don't know if i would want to have one of these 10 million that's being made but it it depending on how well they sell uh they have a comparison here that uh Sony shifted 4.2 million PS4 consoles between its November launch and the end of the year back in 2013. It took until August 2014, nine months after its initial launch, until PS4 hit its 10 million sales milestone. So, by comparison, they took almost a year to get there. And, And they're thinking right off the bat, we can get rid of 10. So, or, or at least we should have 10 to get rid of. So here's open that, uh, that that goes well for them in terms of PS five news. I know that today Jeff Keighley is showing off the dual sense. And so in like 25 minutes. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get some awesome stuff. I'm super excited for that. That, that's uh controller really makes me excited for the system mainly because of the whole trigger thing. And how like uh, I forget what they're calling them. Hap- are they calling them haptic triggers? That they like you can hold them down at different levels, and they'll do different things. Like I'm so excited to see that with like bow and arrows or driving and guns. Like it's gonna be neat. Um, but that that right there is really making me interested in like the the new features of the system. And and who knows? I may end up being one of the 10 million that buys it. <laughs> What what yeah, are your like, thoughts? Uh, when the console or when this con this current console generation began, I had day one Xbox. I had a day one Xbox One and day one PS4. Oh wow! The Xbox One kind of didn't kind of got a little bad. And when I say a little, I mean a, a lot went wrong. <laughs> like. I would try every time, like certain apps would crash, like the, the system. Oh, so like I was trying, I would try to go to sleep and watch The Hobbit, which is a dated reference already. Yeah, it's just a thing that you do. And like I would put, try to put a, like watch on Amazon or the Amazon app, and it would just like fade to black. Like right off the bat, or over time that goes. Right off the bat. Oh wow! And it wasn't like it wasn't something that was spread. Like the whole thing would, the whole console would crap out. It was mainly that app. That's so weird. You had a janky Xbox. Yeah, and I mean, I went through about five or six three sixties. Wow. They kept, you got they red ringed? Um, sort of. I get some red rings, some were red ring of death, some were just uh, disc tray problems. Oh, yeah. Where it just, like, just kind of, flimsy. Yeah, like I just could, like, 
games weren't be- being able to be read. Hmm. And yeah, I it took. I had it like I got an Xbox 360 for Christmas 2006. From there to about the the launch of Halo Reach, or I went I went through like four or five Xboxes. Wow. And my current 360, which I had, I've had since Halo Reach launched. Like it was part of the Halo Reach bundle. Yeah, that thing has not failed me. Huh? It survived Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> she really did it. Yeah. So. So make systems like that, PlayStation. No, make actually make systems like the original Xbox. Did that thing survive you? That thing survived being in a very deep puddle. Oh, wow. Built like a box. A brick box. Just a big old brick box. So, in other news... Red Down Online has gone to the clowns. <laughs> I, I was so happy to write that, that that just that line. I wish I had a little horn to honk. Yeah, so this is like a Red Dead Online players are dressing up as clowns to quote take the piss out of Rockstar. <laughs> I love that. I love when they said piss taking. <laughs> Yeah, so if you check the uh, news story, you'll see, like, just a swarm of people dressed up as clowns. <laughs> like, there's a there was a full lobby of clowns in Red Dead Online, and they're doing this because they haven't like ever since the Moonshiners update. There's they haven't like, and this was back in December. They. There's been no updates since December. And they're doing this as a form of protest. I mean, you gotta gotta be okay with some of it because of COVID, but they should have had something up their sleeve. Yeah, this this actually reminds me of, uh, what was that show on Apple Plus? Um, what the um the video game one? Yeah, Mythic Quest. Yeah. There was a there was an episode where players in the game were like they were racist. Oh great. And they ended up putting them on their own server. <laughs> so like they wouldn't be able to, like, they would do all these kinds of things to each other. Oh my god. So they were basically tricked into... <laughs> it. it was a re- it's a really good episode. Check it out. Check out Mythic Quest on Apple TV. I want to watch that show. People keep saying it's great. Yeah, uh, Dark Quiet Death is one... 
is one of the best episodes. Huh. And it's not it's it's one of those it's actually a standalone episode that has nothing to do with well it sort of has something to do with the show but it has there's really no it's like it's one of those things that once you're watching the episode you'll see certain things and, and notice oh so is that the quarantine one they did no it's uh dark white death is about is an episode about it has Jake Johnson and Chris Kristen Mladi, and they form a game studio and buy a game and like based on the hit selling game they they made called Dark Quiet Death. Oh, okay. So. Hmm. But going back to the news, back to back to the story. <laughs> one of the mods in the Red Dead Fashion Discord group said, since we're all clowns, we're believing we'll get an update. It's fitting that we dress up as them in game two. <laughs> so. What would you what do you make of this? Of of this event going on? Of this protest. I I think it's kind of brilliant. I I read something else in there that they did like a fashion show or something and like I love that they that this community is getting together. Like it's a it's a big shift from GTA online which was just a hellscape full of people killing each other and hating each other. Like I could I could and... never get into that game. Oh man, I'm just reminded. Like, yeah, the it seems more like it seems more like where GTA Online was full of hackers, um, dickheads. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it was just it was just a big hellscape. And I get, I know I already mentioned Giant Bomb, but. They 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 had a premium thing called Giant Bomb uh, Prime Crew, I think, where they were playing. They were doing like missions in GTA Online. Yeah. And the whole time, like the entire like, there's I was watching the best of Giant Bomb video on it, and it was just. It was a it was a nightmare. Yep. Every time, like, they were sh- shifting between different, like, between Vinny, Alex, Abby, and Dan. And my God, how I remember playing the game, playing uh, GTA Online on PS4 back like in 2014-2015. How did it get this worse? <laughs> It's awful. I've like starting it from when I would play GTA online in like the beginning, you, you like have to be in passive mode because people would just come along and pick you off. But then if you're in passive mode, you can't really do anything substantial. And it just was like this, this limbo where you weren't going to get anything done unless you subjected yourself to, to murder constantly. And, 
but like on the on the flip side of it it seems like red dead is just this nice community of cowboys living in the woods and <laughs> everyone getting along which is crazy because like i didn't play much it online because there was nothing in the beginning it was just empty and maybe now it's gotten better with some updates or maybe this is just like group of people that all play with each other or something but i don't know i love this idea i love them coming together to to kind of be like hey screw you we love your game and you don't you're not giving any giving us anything back so good on them I liked their ideas they had, like a, a train ride and a, a hammer fight on top of a carriage. Like they're they've made their own update. <laughs> and it's it's brilliant. I love it. I mean I just can't get into G or not GTA, uh Red Dead online. Yeah. Because that game is just It feels more like a a game that could that would last you an entire console generation. And the PC version is still kind of broken. Yeah. So You played it, right? I paid I played both the I played the Xbox One, PS4 and PC versions. Okay. You played like the story to the end on all of them? Oh no, no. Oh, <laughs> it's just there's just so much that has to be done. It just gives me a panic attack. Okay, that's understandable. That's why I don't attempt The Witcher Three. Oh man, I can't wait for I can't wait for Cyberpunk. <laughs> I said some some very bad things about Cyberpunk on our Ubisoft Forward, and I do not take back any of them. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> yeah I never got around to telling Con like saying telling Connor to check that. Oh no. Okay, so from cowboys to superheroes, Marvel's Avengers will be hosting three beta weekends next month. In August. Hell yeah. And the week it'll be this the first uh beta weekend will be Friday the August uh, Friday uh August seventh. And that weekend then a week and then and I if I'm not mistaken it's that one is for PC, PS4 ah. only. And the next week will be PC and Xbox One and open to everyone on PS4. And then the next week will be open for everyone. That seems to be correct. I just I just now looked at it and you got it right. And I yeah, I can't wait for this because it'll finally give me the the chance to see if my if I need a new graphics card <laughs> or if my PC can even run 
Avengers. But then we're going to play it on PlayStation, right? Yeah, you just got to remember to uh, register. To pre-order it. <laughs> no, no, to uh, yeah, to pre-order it and to register once you pre-order it. Oh, you have to like register separately. Yeah, you have to. Uh, you have to. You have to sign up for a membership on Square's website. Oh. So. Will do. And I decided to pre-order it on Xbox One as well. Mainly because I just want this game to succeed. I hope it does. And uh, something that will happen in about 12 days from now. On the 29th. What? The next War Table. Oh, yeah. So. Here's hoping that. I was right with the whole. This game will be good. And you don't have to crap on it. (laughs) So. Uh, last story. In parallel, or sort of in contrast to the PS5 production story, the Xbox One X and the original Xbox One has been discontinued in the lead up to the Series X launch. Sad Panda. So... Microsoft gave a statement. As we ramp up into the future with the Xbox Series X, we're taking the natural step of stopping production on Xbox One and Xbox One S Digital Edition. Xbox One S will continue to be manufactured and sold globally. And gamers can check with their local retailers for more details on Xbox One hardware availability. I don't know how I feel about this. How so? So. this I think this was brought up, uh, I want to say... It was brought up on a previous episode of Players Club, mm-hmm. where Emmett said that he 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 will probably wait a bit for uh, the next. Like he'll wait, or he'll take some time to play like the rest of the games that are coming out for the current consoles for. Getting like a, a new console, like a next gen console. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just feel. It's just 
kind of feels like they're going to do what they did with uh, the original Xbox when the 360 launched, where they dropped all support in well, 2005. Well, that's the exciting thing that I wanted to mention is I read something that said they're going to continue to support for a few years. Games will still come out on Xbox One as well as Series X. So that that's really cool to me because it means like you can kind of hold off for a bit and still have smart delivery going on. So you know that you're kind of not not necessarily accruing a backlog for your Series X someday, but you can like you can replay the games later on on a new system when you finally have it. But they're going to continue to support the Xbox One for a while, which is truly something that never happens. Like the like your 360 thing, or even PS4. Like that jump from three to four was instant, and uh, and yeah, they're gonna. I, I think that that's really exciting that they're not. They know that people aren't gonna jump on immediately, and I like that a lot. Yeah. Um... I know there are going to be games that are going to be uh, cross-gen. Yeah. And I mean, they sort of while they didn't do the, the, a similar thing with Xbox 360 when the Xbox One launched, They at least kept servers up, mm-hmm. and kept the market up, like the in-game uh, game market. Yeah, it's gonna be. I've been uh, cleaning up, like in my room, and I noticed that I found another original Xbox, but now I have two in my room. Oh wow. And yet, my original Xbox or my original Xbox One is nowhere to be found. <laughs> so I think it may have been just broken into pieces. Oh, well, at least you have plenty of brick boxes, and you can play a lot of Ninja Gaiden on it. Oh man, <laughs> the original Dark Souls. Was that on the original Xbox? No, uh, I'm I'm, make, I'm t- saying that Ninja Gaiden was the original Dark Souls. Oh, oh yes, true. Though somehow it was a bit more approachable, I felt than Dark Souls. Yeah, like terrifies me. Uh, I remember getting when, like when I first got my PS3 after graduating uh, middle school. I like the previous earlier in the week I'd sent out my Xbox 360 to get repaired. Yeah. And I remember getting game uh, uh Ninja Gaiden 2 from Gamefly. Ooh. So I was like playing like I got I get I got my PS3 
Ninja Gaiden 2 comes in the mail from Gamefly. And then the next day, my Xbox 360 gets back mm-hmm. after being in the shop for like a week or less than a week. And that game is that game is fun. It is. It was either two or three that I've played um, because we like found it when cleaning a house and and I gave it a shot. And I I remember that game being fun. So let's take a chip. No, 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 take a chip. What the fuck am I saying? (laughs) Let's take a trip. Let's take a trip to the Venn delineation. Oh, boy. So, it's changed a bit here. Yeah, I was. I just I I was searching for I like I didn't want to go with Venn diagram because it's just <laughs> so generic. So like, <laughs> let me look for some something that's synonymous with diagrams, and delineation was one of them. All right, welcome to Synonym Corner. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so only one thing this week. It's just a tweet that says, feels real, man. And it's an image of the studio, which looks to be. It looks actually really good. It's very pretty. Like I like, I mean, I like the way they have the the like curved, uh, the curved um, monitors, sort of. Yeah. Or the curved displays. And every single one of them has a V somewhere. And. I cannot wait till I can. Less is funny how last week I was saying like I was having my doubts about Ben, mm-hmm. and now I'm kind of like, sure, I'll give it. Yeah, I'll, now I really want to see it. You're back on the hype train. Yeah, and strange that they haven't revealed all the show like the rest of the shows yet. It is weird. So what I like about this though, is like, it seems like they're taking aspects from other game shows, <laughs> game shows that, uh, that we know like that, that, um, the table last time, cause that did end up being a table, right? It ended up being a table with a V. Yeah. And that reminded me of like, let me just double check what I want to see what it looked like. Cause it reminded me of something. Oh, wow. They put up like more screenshots. Ooh, but like this kind of reminds me of like the, um, is a game scoop kind of has like a, like a couch setting and they like, like a sectional type thing. I don't know. It's like, it's, it seems to take like inspiration from different, some something G four related is what I'm thinking of with the table, and then and then this is like an IGN type thing. It's like 
it's a very casual gaming lounge and and i like the look and feel of it i just i hope that the hosts are um charismatic yeah genuine that like you can they don't feel corny and and gamey because that's not how how people actually are so yeah if they have charisma and a, a personality that just feels like they're they're cool people they can totally sell this thing i'm excited yeah so like i'm looking through the replies and someone asked if it's if it's like us exclusive and they responded with we will be live globally on twitch youtube and more nice yeah i less than 2 weeks or two and a half weeks. So. Great. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's head to the rumor mill. Oh my god. I almost got hit by one of her tremendous blades. I moved too close to the rumor windmill. And. But here she lie. What gifts doth she bringeth today? Okay. So we talked about Activision earlier on the show. And they have a their new game, the Red Door, was leaked on the Microsoft Store. Indeed. And it's a mature shooter. And it's going to be for Xbox One. And... The comments on Reddit are on the page. Is it just... The first comment is... It's wild that we are mid-July and they still haven't announced the new Call of Duty. Yes. Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind? It is weird. It's usually around, like, May, I think, that they do stuff. Oh yeah, because they usually do it during the uh, the basketball tournament, which is March, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna read the uh, the description from the Microsoft Store. There is more than one truth. If you go looking for answers, be ready to question everything and accept that nothing will ever be the same. The red door awaits. Do you dare step through it? And the the thumbnail that they have for it looks very interesting. It looks like it could be a horror game. Looks like Stranger Things or Twin Peaks ish. Yeah. What uh, what's gotten to me with this whole thing, like as soon as you you mentioned it, I got really excited because like I said, there's no there's no real Activision new IPs that ever really happen. And I think that that would be really awesome, especially if it was like a horror game. That would be something new and exciting. Um, 
But as soon as it happened and you Google Red Door, all you get is stuff about Call of Duty. And and then I started thinking, and like, we think it's a Cold War type thing, and Red is like Russia, and it just, it all kind of makes a lot of sense if they, if they did that kind of thing. Um, and then furthermore, I was looking around and things are saying that it kind of matches up with a leak that was on, um, that was on PlayStation at some point, and it, it's, uh, it's content ID said about COD 20 and so like people are thinking that it really has to do with a lot of like it's definitely call of duty um of course this is the the windmill and we don't ever know but hopefully news about it comes out soon because i either way i'm excited i was excited for a new black ops i'm excited for a, a brand new game um but I think it's strange that people immediately jumped on it and was like, oh, well, this is Call of Duty, because nothing right off the bat made me think that at all. Yeah, this could be a Star Wars Blue Harvest type thing where it has a code name or it has a a false name but it's, and it turns out to be the big giant franchise. Yeah. Or it could just, flat, just honestly be a original IP, which the last original IP they had that wasn't based on anything and that they internally developed was Singularity in 2010. Oh, true. Forgot about that game. It's so good. Yeah. Nolan North, his, his character only lasts like 30 minutes. I love him. So next, and so next up, a potential Super uh, Mario Brothers anniversary Twitter has been found. And a trick was recently discovered that allowed people to check the legitimacy of an email domain. By making a simple password request. It's a weird thing. So it's a, it's. It says. Like the Twitter is. Super Mario 35th. Hmm. And I'm not sure about the email address. Yeah, the email address was like long and weird. I don't know how they... If you notice... Uh, at at the after the at, could you can easily you can tell that it could be Nintendo, like the email address, oh. like at Nintendo Co. Uh, JP. 
Interesting. So. so what do we think this is? I saw some people thinking it could be Sunshine or Galaxy Remastered. I well, would wonder remember, if it's... Well, well, I remember they were... There was that report a while back about the like 64 3D World uh, Sunshine Galaxy being like the next Super Mario All-Stars. Oh, that would like, like have them all in one collection. Yeah. Huh. That would be very nice considering there's no, there's no way to play like old Mario on a switch, right? Cause there's no virtual console. Correct. So if they made some kind of, uh, way to do all of that that would be fantastic and this would be a great time for it yeah everyone could always use some mario in their life indeed unless it's in lego form and it costs 60 dollars for a 200 piece lego set yeah yeah or that nes set that they announced that's over 200 dollars Okay, so the next one, or our last story in the rumor mill, is the Mass Effect trilogy possibly getting announced at the Xbox Game Showcase next week? Yay! Finally! And the post, which is from 4chan, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh. The original post reads... The Mass Effect trilogy will receive a remake. It will launch on November 7th for PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. And it'll be a temporary Microsoft exclusive. And that'll be the remake. The, rem- the remake will be announced on July 23rd at the Xbox Games Showcase. But Are we, this, we excited? I, I am because the last episode that Josh was on, we we meant we talked about something. We talked about this. Well, not necessarily this, but the remaster rumor. Yeah. And the. The first comment kind of breaks it down into what kind of kills the rumor. Saying, isn't it supposed to be a remaster, not a remake? Also, didn't Phil Spencer say that Xbox is against timed exclusive? Oh. So things don't add up. Yeah, so I mean I hope that I mean everyone if you ask someone which like what classic 
or what last gen game would you want to see remastered? A lot of them would say Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. So it is weird that they haven't gotten their chance to shine. I mean, they're remaking they're remaking Call of Duties, they're remaking they remade Halo. Like, I mean, well remastered. Like the 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 big series that people love that would be one of the one of the first ones yeah i mean this could be just there's there's a small possibility that this, this could be true and that they just the whoever posted this screwed something or messed something up in terms of like the way they posted they posted it I'd say it's almost definitely happening. Whether the date is correct, I feel like there's something in the works there that that there's got to be something coming. I am not sure. But then again, whenever I go I say I say with my gut it's <laughs> not going to happen, it ends up happening. Yeah, so say that you you promise it's definitely not happening, and then and then we'll all be like, yes, we are gonna get. We I have a feeling that we're gonna get a a Kotor remaster more than we're gonna get this Mass Effect trilogy remaster. So wow. not gonna happen. There's a big thing to say. Yeah. Okay, so that that wraps up this episode. I've been your host, Alan Muir, and I've been joined by Graydon Webb. And I've been your co-host, Graydon Webb. Goodbye to the rumor windmill, and till next till next week, shall we see her again? So stay safe, stay sane, and. That works. (laughs) See ya.